On this week's episode, Zack Snyder's Justice League is finally realized. Marvel gears up for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And what is our final four in pop culture? All this and more as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiple. Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry. That quivering, blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glass from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. It is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a PCC multiverse without my good friend. Well, one of my good friends, Marcus De La Garza, our usual host in the hot seat, is out for his birthday week. He's probably still recovering from his birthday. So we want to wish him all the best on his birthday that he recently had. And we will see him at Pod VCOM this Sunday, live, 3 p.m. Eastern, along with Josh Peterson and myself. We will be live as a triumvirate going ahead and talking about Marvel's Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Justice League, and so much more. We're going to be there for 45 minutes live at Pod VComp, so check it out and check out all the other great shows that are appearing there all weekend long at Pod VComp. He's back with us once again from Game Source. You got to go ahead and check him out today on Twitch at Degenerate2018. He is the master streamer out there, although don't tell his son that. It is Jamie Monroy. And Jamie, good to have you back. My longtime friend from Game Source, Pop Culture Cosmos. You are that member of the team that when he comes in, he comes in strong and he comes in when we need it the most. Well, I'm glad I could always be here when you need it the most. Absolutely. Well, I'd like to hear around more often, but you're so busy streaming, you're working hard, you're doing all this great stuff. You got your son and the rest of your family that terrorizes you constantly. This is true. It looks like the fam's making a comeback as far as streaming goes. I've noticed a little change in Twitch area. It looks like the son's making a comeback. So, you know, maybe it's time for the father to follow in the son's footsteps instead of vice versa. Well, check out Degenerate 2018 on Twitch and also Dark Tales with two Zs on Twitch as well. Those two, father and son, they're great when they go ahead on Twitch and stream that. And plus, speaking of Twitch, you can also catch the Pop Culture Cosmos where we're also streaming live tabletop rpg action six days a week and of course also bring out interviews of course our episodes of pop culture cosmos and the pc multiverse also happen to appear quite regularly on pop culture cosmos on twitch and also wherever you get your social media but my friend it's going to be a great episode we've got today we're talking a lot of great stuff it's finally here not only are we having marvel's falcon and winter soldier hit this weekend to disney plus but 
the dream has finally been realized. The social media campaign that went on for months and months, the hashtags, bring back Zack Snyder's cut, bring Zack Snyder's cut to life, bring it to fruition. It has come true. It has already debuted as we speak on HBO Max. It has been a big hit, a critical hit indeed. So we'll talk about the possible success of Justice League, where it stands now after Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League has debuted, where it could possibly go from here, if at all. So we'll talk about that coming up in a bit. Again, Disney Plus Falcon and Winter Soldier is also debuting this weekend. So obviously give you the heads up on that. Want to mention Roblox went public not too long ago and has earned a lot of chunk of change, as I like to say on the show. How valuable is it? You will be surprised how much this game, which a lot of people say is just a kid's game, you'll be surprised how much this game is valuable to other people. So we'll let you know how valuable Roblox truly is coming up later in the program. That's a lot of Monopoly money. It is a lot of Monopoly money indeed, my friend. Yes, absolutely. We also got coming up as well, Jay Bartlett stopping by from Action Figure Adventure, Nintendo Quest, and all the stuff that he's done for us in the past with the Pop Culture Cosmos and his own YouTube channel, the Jay Bartlett channel. You got to check out that for a ton of great action figure videos that he's doing. He's already gone over a thousand subscribers and going strong. You got to go ahead and check out my interview coming up on the back half of the show talking about not only action figure adventure, what he's up to now, a possible future for the series, a season two perhaps, and also some Star Wars. So check that out. And also, it's this weekend. March Madness is here, baby. The NCAA tournament. And I'll tell you what, it all comes down to a final four in March Madness with the NCAA tournament and all that. And you know what we do here at Pop Culture Cosmos? We're also going to bring you our final four for Pop Culture IPs which IPs do we think are the final four of pop culture? That'll come up on the back half of the show as well. But first, my friend, I do want to hit you up with this right now, and that is Zack Snyder's Justice League, which has just debuted on HBO Max to tremendous critical success, which I think a lot of people are still having a hard time fathoming because they associate Justice League with that failure that came out in 2017. A lot of people are very set in their ways as far as, oh, there's no way that this could have been redone any better. There's no way that they could have pieced this any better. Joss Whedon's attempt at trying to go ahead and piece together what Zack Snyder did was a very poor nice execution. There can't be that much hidden footage that's locked away that would make this a much better movie. But you know what? It actually was because the universal reviews and acclaim from people out there say, yes, it is four hours long but it's very well worth it. Yeah, that's the consensus across the board. It, it's really given me the eye-opener of this is what we should have gotten to begin with. This is what I feel like was taken away from us. There's so much that Marvel has done ahead of this that this could have gone side-by-side, side, in my opinion, with a lot of the Marvel early movies and been strong it wouldn't have gotten to the point where I know a lot of people looked at it as DC didn't have a leg to stand on, but this was that leg that they needed to stand on. And I think they're standing on it. I'm blown away so far. Uh, that's awesome to hear. Again, a lot of people are also blown away by it as well, because there's a lot of people out there on social media, a lot of 
reviewers out there that have just showered it with praise continuously. So we're looking forward to great things with it. I mean, it's looking like it's going to be a big success, even with Disney Plus debuting a Marvel series in that same time frame. It still looks like it's going to be a tremendous success for HBO Max. The universal praise is there. Zack Snyder's true vision of what Justice League could be is there. The thing I ask you, my friend, is that he had already posted the outlines of what could happen in a Justice League 2 and 3 because he just assumed that uh, number 2 and 3 is no longer in the cards. HBO Max has been definitive in recent months saying that they don't have any plans for 2 and 3. But as we saw with this version of the Justice League in the first place, if there's enough pent-up demand, if there's enough outrage on social media, if there's enough calls on social media, things might change. Yeah, anything is possible, obviously, because look at what we got. And I would even venture to say that if we don't get a quote-unquote Justice League sequel, from what I've seen just of this alone, and I don't know anybody else's thoughts or your thoughts, but it can also lean a lot towards injustice. Yeah, it definitely can. And then I'm, I'm also looking forward to possibly, and like I said before, if they, they go ahead with the storyline. I know that Dark Side is going to be their version of Thanos. And I know there's going to be always be comparisons who is tougher, who is bigger, who's badder, and things of that nature. I was always harping on the fact that I'd love to see a story developed as far as the Hall of Villains versus the Justice League. I mean, that was something that was just teased upon in the film at the end credit scene and hopefully in this movie i'm going to see it tonight as we're talking about this that is going to be something even more alluded to going forward i know jared leto's joker also has a scene in here as well but i am very intrigued by what i see with Zack snyder's justice league i'm very encouraged by it i know i got a lot of flack for initially giving it a eh review as a five out of ten i know that was told by a lot of people that was way too high but it looks like that Zack Snyder has redeemed the Justice League. What I ask of you is this, my friend. Can you tell me in your own words, as you're watching this, how does this reevaluate the DC universe for you in your own mind? It really was like a redemption where I even had the hard feelings of why are they bothering with this? I've said it. Why are they bothering with Justice League? They're not doing it right. It's done totally backwards. You already had Batman versus Superman. I mean, to me, it was done poorly. They they had the opportunity to take the upper hand, and they saw what Marvel did. Marvel's cards were already laid out. They had all the power in the world to do everything fan service way, and they chose not to, and now we're getting that. But I, I know there's probably a lot of people that think it feels too late, Maybe, but I feel like, you know, this is great. It is something that we should have gotten before. I feel like it is, you know, maybe too late, but not in my opinion. It actually felt like something that was directed towards what everybody wanted. You know, the, the fans cried out, they, they got mad, they did their outrage, and they got what they wanted. And it truly was what they asked for, not just a, you know, well, we'll throw a little bit of this in and then they won't, we'll just throw filler in they won't they won't care it wasn't like that at least not in my opinion well it's something i'm very encouraged at seeing the positive effects of Zack snyder's justice league i'm looking forward to catching it myself and i'll have my thoughts on it 
on the Monday show. And I'm looking forward to hearing more of your thoughts coming down the line or at least seeing it on social media or maybe on one of your streams perhaps. But I, I definitely want to hear more of your opinions on Zack Snyder's Justice League going forward. In fact, I want everybody out there, if you've caught Zack Snyder's Justice League, please share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com, popculturecosmos on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you get your social media. Even let us know on TikTok. Just let us know, Pop Culture Cosmos, what do you think of this revised version, this long-awaited Zack Snyder's Justice League? It has finally come to fruition. It's finally come to HBO Max. It is now out in the wild, and people are just raving about it. Are you raving about it, too? Let us know, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Hey, this is Chad from Ghost Toasters, and you're listening to Pop Culture Cosmos Podcast. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break Podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Well, my friend, there's still more to talk about on this week's program with another show that's debuting this weekend for Disney Plus. Something Disney Plus that we're very excited about, and that is Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. It is going to be available by the time you hear this. I know I'm excited for it. I know you are as well. Seeing what happened with their first success in WandaVision, which we thought here, most for the most part, most of us thought it was okay between sevens, eights, and nines out of tens as far as the series is concerned. A lot of people were saying that, you know what, this is a positive step for Marvel going forward. Their first attempt really at creating their own inner workings, not Netflix related, but their own inner workings of a television series where they have their total 100% hands on. And the way they went about it, they thought it was a really good start for Disney Plus and Marvel in creating these television series. I think there was a little bit of a trepidation or kind of like maybe a little bit of guessing as far as whether or not this would work out. But so far, the feedback has been great. I mean, twice, not once, but twice, Disney Plus crashed because people were waiting for episodes of WandaVision. And I know a lot of people who, especially who love the Captain America side of the Avengers, i.e. me, who love that part of the series the most, are really looking forward to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier And I want to hear your thoughts, my friend, on your excitement for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier as we go ahead and head on into a new series for Marvel. It's time. We're going into that six-episode event. I'm excited. I love Winter Soldier. I love Falcon. I love the whole Captain America storyline scenario and everything as well. So I'm caught up in that from the start, knowing this is taking place after their little blip back from five years so you know now they're catching up on that five years and what's going on after the fact and to me it looks like it's going to be a show that goes back to basics and what i mean by the back to basics is i mean think of the early days of marvel cinematic universe think of the early days of agents of shield the, they were great and yeah. i think that's where we're going with this because one division showed a lot of that yeah and i think that's where we're going to go next with this is we're going to get that back to basics, meat and potatoes, storyline driven chunk. The only bad part, I think it's going to be a lot like WandaVision also and leave us where we're like, oh, we want more, even though we know it's over. 
Yeah, and I agree with you on that. It's going to leave us wanting more. In fact, it's only six episodes as opposed to the nine from WandaVision. So it's got a little bit less story that it's going to be able to produce for you, even though the episodes on the average will be longer it's going to be something that at least for six weeks is going to captivate us where we're going to find out exactly how Baron Zemo is involved, the Flag Smashers. That's a new group that's come up that's based off the comic books. Actually, the Flag Smasher is based off of it's going to be a group called the Flag Smashers. And, you know, how is this going to incorporate it? How is Don Cheadle, how is his cameo going to be involved? Is he going to have something more than just a five-minute thing? Or is it going to be something even more evolved than that heading into his own series? I mean... So many questions are going into this. I know a lot of it will be answered. I know, there, as we saw from WandaVision, there will still be many that remain. Agent Franklin is still waiting for his call and catering, I think, because you know he still hasn't got the call as of yet. And I know a lot of people are still trying to figure out who was Randall Park's FBI agent looking for as far as at the witness protection. Nobody That still hasn't yet to be answered. So hopefully that'll be answered at some point in time from somewhere and some type of entity coming down the line from Marvel. Would be nice. Would be nice. But again, we're going to be very excited for what is going to play out in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, I see what you're talking about. This is now going ahead and telling stories in the Marvel Universe of characters who really couldn't get or didn't have the time to get fleshed out in the Avengers movies, in the Captain America, Iron Man, Thor movies, et cetera, et cetera. They didn't have a chance to fully flesh them out. And this is their opportunity to shine in the sun, so to speak, and to go ahead and be able to reach those heights and be able to be appreciated by fans because they're the future, or at least they're going to be a great part of the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward. Absolutely. And you know, a lot of fans need to take this and look at it as this is this is a cinematic comic book coming at us. Think about it. If but, well, I hate to say back in our day, but back in our day, we used to sit there and, you know, every week, oh, I got to get that next issue. We got to see what's going to happen with Cap because it left on that cliffhanger. We got to know what's going to happen. No different with this. We're going six weeks of comic books. Just we don't have to read them. They're coming right in our face. And I think that's how the storylines are going to be as well. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued by it. Yes, six weeks straight at us. And then we get a little bit of a, a wait. And that's something that I talk about with Jay Bartlett coming up here at the back half of the show in regards to what's coming up in between Loki and what's now going to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But we are looking forward to it. And I know Marvel fans like us alike are also looking forward to it. But... One last thing I want to go ahead and touch on before we hit our next subject, and that is this, my friend. When it comes to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, how do you think it needs to develop both the Winter Soldier's character, but also Anthony Mackie's character as the Falcon? I mean, there's talk of him finally gaining the full power and authority that comes with becoming Captain America, but maybe getting some blowback or maybe getting some feedback or as far as uh, push against him from the U S government because of the shield being their property, et cetera, et cetera. And that's going to be a dynamic we're going to see play out. But how do you think the characters of the Falcon and the winter soldier themselves with Sebastian Stan as the winter soldier and Anthony Mackie as a Falcon, how do you think they have to go ahead and flesh those characters out within the span of six weeks. Plus also their relationship with each other as well, because as you've seen it, it's always been pretty frigid. 
Absolutely. I was just thinking that myself, the dynamic they've always had has always been a more hate love relationship. <laughs> but also, if you think of this, I also take this as a stab at a lethal weapon vibe. Think of the lethal weapon vibe. You have the perfect duo, the two of them do it together, and it mixes quite well. It might be oil and water, but it mixes still the same. Yeah. And I think that's how this is going to play out. As far as fleshing their characters out, this is also going to help with that development. Their development as working together is also going to flesh the individual development of each character. It's going to be a lot for them to do in six weeks. I'm anxious to see how they're going to do that. I'm anxious to see how they're going to go ahead and play that out as well, because again, it's about the dynamic of not only how their characters develop, but also their relationship together, because it is, as they've said in their press tour this past week and the past couple of weeks, it is also focusing on their dynamic within each other because they have played off each other well as the, like you said, individuals who can barely stand each other until the end where, Avengers Endgame where Captain America zips back into time you see them finally making amends with each other kind of at the end although that was both towards Captain America but I'm interested to see now that Captain America is gone and we could see even more gone here if you hear from all the the speculation that there could be something very bad and dark in the future for Captain America I mean he's already old man cap already so you, you fill in the blanks there. But uh, I want to say this, that the key and focus has to be a dynamic on their relationship and how it works going forward. And they've done such a great job playing off each other as far as their angst towards each other and both trying to win the approval of Cap all the time. Now that Cap's no longer there, how does it change that dynamic? So I'm interested to see exactly how it plays out over the next six weeks. I'm actually more excited for this than WandaVision. I'm just going to tell you that straight up because, again, the love I have for the Captain America side of the series. But as a final note, Jamie, on the subject, I want to hear your thoughts heading into this weekend. I know you're going to be catching Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I want to hear your thoughts finally on exactly everything that you want to point out going forward for the series. I honestly think that you were hitting something on the head when you said about, you know, the two of them always going for that dynamic of, Cap's almost Cap's approval. But at the same time, I hope, this is my hope for this going into this weekend, is a lot of that dynamic that we're going to see between the two of them and the way it plays off. I hope we find out what happened in that five-year gap. Because remember, in that five-year gap, they only had each other, if you think about it. Yeah, and but they were both blips, so they were both as they say in that famous Kansas song, dust in the wind for a while. So coming back, exactly. how has their lives changed You know, by being gone for five years? It also takes a look at that as well. So, so many dynamics they have to play out over the course of six weeks. I'm excited for it. I know Jamie is, but we want to hear your thoughts out there on social media and also on Pop Culture Cosmos. Want to go ahead and hear your thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. How excited are you for this extension of the Marvel Cinematic, or as some people are calling it, Marvel Television Universe, whatever you want to call it, the MCU, I think that's what they're calling it inside Marvel. So how much are you excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Please share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, my friend, before we head to the break and our interview with Jay Bartlett coming up here in a second from Action Figure Adventure, 
By the way, if you want Action Figure Adventure Season 1, you can pre-order it today on the Big Bad Toy Store. That's right, the Big Bad Toy Store. You just go to that right there, BigBadToyStore.com, and you can pre-order Season 1 of Action Figure Adventure. So before we head to the break and talk to Jay Bartlett, want to go ahead and let you know on this, my friend, Roblox, the company behind Roblox, that awesomely popular game that my youngest daughter absolutely plays the you-know-what out of each and every day. Grind, 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 grind. And that company went public earlier this week. People think it's just a kid's game. Ain't going to do that much. How much conceivably can a game that's perceivably played only by younger audiences make? Well, it's played by a lot more than just younger audiences. It's played by individuals around this world. I mean, if you've seen what we've seen from Minecraft and we've seen the popularity there, this is the same type of age groups, demographics, and young kids to adults are playing Roblox. And you know what? They went public earlier this week and they retained a value early on as much as 40 to 45 billion dollars in value as far as it's concerned so i ask you this man with the explosion right now that out there in popularity for roblox which you've seen over the past couple of years and in fact our most popular show is based on roblox and has roblox in it i don't think it's a coincidence that that's the case but i want to hear your thoughts Roblox, the company and the parent company, is now more popular. It's now more valuable than Ubisoft and Take-Two combined. Combined. So when you hear that, what does that tell you about the popularity that's out there for Roblox? It tells me that it's huge and it's a very sleeper-driven audience that obviously a lot of people take for granted or don't even see on the radar, as you were saying that so many people take for granted that it's, you know, little toddlers sitting there playing Roblox. It's not. It's yeah. your tweens and your young adults that are in there playing Roblox, that are in there spending money on in-game virtual stuff and, you know, on the currency that you can buy for Roblox. I'm sure that's where 98% of their revenue comes from. Yeah. And... I've played it myself. Can I say I've gotten hooked on it? No, actually, to be totally honest, it's not my thing. I get very annoyed with it very fast. <laughs> but I've watched both my girls go insane with it. I have watched one go insane with it and as well. It's amazing to see, though, isn't it? Yes. It reminds me so much of me at that point in time. I was at the arcades a lot, but I did have a console when I came home around that time was the Atari 2600. Then it went into ColecoVision for me. I did have the Pong and whatnot, and I did play them quite a bit at home. But for me, it was all about going to the arcades and the fascination with the arcades. So I could see an adult like my dad or my mom, for instance, wondering why I was so fascinated with going to the arcades around that time. And it's just that simple type of concept that so many years later, 40 plus years later or whatever, that we now have something like Roblox and Fortnite and Apex Legends and Call of Duty Warzone and all these other games that people continuously play day in, day out. They grind, they grind day in, day out to earn more money, to earn more things, to earn more gifts, to earn more tokens, to earn more items for their continuing adventure. And it's just so fascinating to see that my daughter so many years later is doing just that I don't discourage it. I, I want to make sure, first and foremost, that her education is the first thing on her platform. But with her free time, 
you know, something that's not detrimental while I still make sure that she's doing something within safe parameters, that it's good that she's at least showing those kind of outlets. And you know what? She has fun doing it. And that's what matters to me the most. Yeah, but to me, it shows dedication. A lot of people look at that and go, oh, but it's dedication to a game. But it's still dedication at the end of the day. It's still setting that goal for our daughters that I want to grind and get this done and get this and achieve this. That's no different than if they said, well, I want to go and be a doctor and I'm going to go be a doctor. They're going to grind to get to that doctor, right? They're just yeah. going to grind in the game to get to what they want to. It sets that parameter for that grind for success. And I don't see anything wrong with it either. I agree with everything you said, as long as it's in a safe parameter. Exactly. But yeah. I agree with it as well. It's it, it's just, it's fascinating to watch because I, I had the same epiphany that you did of going, am I okay with this? I did, I questioned it yeah. at first. Going, I, I, did, I, I had a lot it, of Roblox currency. Am I okay with this? But, yeah, and I did as well. You know, my wife and I, we did talk about it because she is playing quite a bit of it, but she's still exercising. She's still doing things for her health and mental health and physical health as she's still doing well in school. Uh, hasn't affected her grades at all. So we're keep monitoring that. And it's just the thing, I can't be a hypocrite. I mean, because these are the type of actions and things that she's doing now that I was doing so many years back. So I have to go ahead when I, you know, reach out to her that we do it on a level that I remember fondly about how I would have liked to have been treated when I was playing video games, when I was playing my Mattel football, when I was playing arcade games every single day at the liquor store after I would get off of school. So, you know, I'm not going to go ahead and be a hypocrite on that. I'm going to go ahead and treat it in a responsible fashion. Absolutely. Agreed. But I'll tell you what, my friend, it's mind boggling, the success of Roblox, because the <laughs> fact that, you know, when you go public and you not only beat out Ubisoft, you not only beat out Take-Two, the parent company for Rockstar and, of course, GTA, plus with Ubisoft, with Assassin's Creed, et cetera, et cetera. It's amazing to see that, Roblox is so revered, so loved, and so valued that they are what Ubisoft and Take-Two is combined. Just absolutely mind-blowing to me. Yeah, absolutely. But to see two giants, giants of the industry, get kind of dwarfed <laughs> by somebody who they never thought would have been able to stand up yeah. and be in that crowd. Their success is truly remarkable now, and it looks even better going forward for the company now that they're public. What are your thoughts out there on Roblox going public and the insane amount of value that it now has? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, coming up next, it's Jay Bartlett from Action Figure Adventure and Nintendo Quest. He's going to be talking Action Figure Adventure, his new YouTube channel, which is doing extremely well, and of course, some Star Wars as well. It is Jay Bartlett coming up right after the break. This is the PCC Multiverse. If you want to see the coolest action figure collections out there, the stuff that you played with as a kid, and hear from industry insiders that made the toys that really truly defined who we are, then you gotta check out season one of Action Figure Adventure. And that means right now you've gotta go to Big Bad Toy Store for the two disc Blu-ray to check out all 10 episodes. I guarantee if you grew up playing toys, you will love Action Figure Adventure. Wow, that was pretty good, that was pretty good. Almost promo worthy there. But, you know, I already asked you for fresh new promos, but that's beside the point. I knew I was supposed to write something else. All right, and we're back for the program. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. 
You know, when I interview my good friend, Rob McCallum, award-winning director, Rob McCallum, because you got to say that now, because that's his full name. now. When he goes and travels around Canada and he shows his driver's license, it shows their award-winning director, Rob McCallum. <laughs> when I go there and talk to him about all the great things that he's done with his most recent success, Action Figure Adventure, plus all the other stuff that he's doing at Rob McZob, also as well, Zero Cool Films, and of course, robmccallumfilms.com. You got to go ahead and check out his better half, I should say, of the tandem that's been available for Action Figure Adventure, plus the awesome hit that still keeps on going strong, Nintendo Quest. Oh. He is the star of Nintendo Quest and the star of Action Figure Adventure. It is a YouTube sensation indeed, because you also have to check out his awesome YouTube channel where he has demonstration open boxes and also shows you the latest and what he's got in his collection of action figures it is jay bartlett and jay welcome oh, back to the program my friend what an intro that was like a three minute intro that was fantastic i tried to obviously praise you but see what i can do to troll rob at the same time because you know he's going to make my life miserable at some point in time well that's what he does best so, yeah, he's going to get you, man. I can't protect you from that. I got to protect myself, right? Absolutely, because he spends the other half of the time trying to troll you. In fact, that's why he got you involved in Nintendo Quest Action Figure Adventure and all the other projects that you've got on the way with your show coming up and all that. So it's yeah. because he wants to go ahead and make sure he has you close by so he can troll you up close. I give him good reactions. He likes that. He likes oh. the turmoil on my face when he gives me these tough choices to make on camera. So, hey, I, it's my job. It's what I do. So there you go. <laughs> Absolutely, my friend. But, Jay, I want to ask you this. I mean, your most recent success with Rob is Action Figure Adventure. It was a huge success on Jinx TV in Canada. Tell me about the type of feedback you got before we go into actually what you did on the series itself complete positive we heard it was one of the highest rated shows on the network and and rob and i were both kind of like wow you know it's it's pretty surreal to have a tv show in, in this day and age when everything is online and everything is streamed to have an actual like network have your show playing you know it was the time so i was 7 30 every wednesday and that's pretty cool man we worked hard rob and i've been doing this together for almost 10 years about eight nine years now so yeah, it's a complete honor. Just like Nintendo Quest, I get messages all the time from people who are just, you know, they're just touched by the story and the amazing work Rob has done. So it's just, it's an honor. We love doing it. All kidding aside, when it comes to your relationship with Rob as lifelong friends and when you both were here in Vegas and you, I see the way you two interact with each other and how close you are as friends. And of course that comes off so well on screen. And I think that's part of the dynamic is what makes your appearances with Rob so good is that you two have such a lifelong dynamic. He knows what you're thinking. And sometimes, well, unfortunately, you know what he's thinking as well. To be blunt, you either get our humor or you don't, right? There's no kind of in-between. We're pretty straightforward with how we talk with people, with fans, with awesome dudes like you. And dude, I miss Vegas. Oh, my God. I, I love that town so much, and I haven't been there in a few years, like five years now. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely due for a visit. I hope that happens, that we can go ahead and see each other again in person. That would be awesome. 
And of course, I'm sure Rob would not be too far behind. Yeah. Because that unfortunately comes along with that. I want to say this. I mean, your success with Action Figure Adventure, and let's get into it right now with the fact that you went from store to store, you know, in several parts of Canada, parts of the United States. The great part of it was the benefit for the charity. I want to hear your reaction from the charity itself. I mean, obviously they were just stunned by the fact that you were going to go on this adventure in the first place. You know, we wanted to do something in the vein of Nintendo Quest, but we didn't want to necessarily do a sequel right now. Because I know that's what you guys get asked all the time. Yeah, and it's not that we don't want to do that. It's not. But they're bigger to Rob and I, if you can believe that, more than video games. They've been a constant, whereas games, you know, you're seasoned in gaming, right? Where you game for a few months a year, then you take a few months off. Where Toys have always been there. I was the one who said, you know, it's kind of, it's not very interesting if I'm just going around again, buying things for myself. And so then we came up with an idea to, to involve Children's Health Foundation. And I said, you know, I'll, I'll front the cash and then we'll just auction the stuff off at the very end and they get to benefit from the proceeds. So it felt good doing it. I mean, I'm not going to say we didn't buy stuff for ourselves, of course, while we're on the road, right? I mean, it was like Nintendo Quest. We had the Nintendo games that we bought other stuff as well, because that's... It's great to visit all these wonderful stores, but it felt really good to continue to help children's health. I did it in a way where I would volunteer. It felt more impactful because I was actually giving them money, you know, so I was actually helping them that way instead of just being there for support. One of the things I found fascinating as far as the series is concerned is your interest in something other than Star Wars, because as I've known you, your interest in Star Wars has been great. And we'll touch on something with Star Wars here as the final question before we head on out. But one of the things I was fascinated with was your interest in other lines, other IPs out there. The one primarily that struck me the most was your affinity for G.I. Joe. And that's something yeah. that I really was taken aback by. I didn't know that you had that type of affinity for the G.I. Joe brand. I think we're among the same generation. I'm, I'm 45 now. So I was raised on Real American Hero and G.I. Joe, Transformers, Masters of the Universe, Star Wars. Those are the four big ones. And, you know, God bless my mom. She she got me all this stuff. And then along with the figures came the cartoon and just added to the lore. And I love G.I. Joe so much. It's my second to, to Star Wars, 100%. Yeah, I just, I, I love it. I think it's such a fantastic ip and uh of course the the writings of larry hama and the marvel book and he continues to do that now in idw and it's he's a fantastic writer and he brings the joe brand to another level right uh, and it's absolutely is a key part of what action figure adventure is all about as far as some of the key pieces uh, of this puzzle as far as you trying to go ahead and get things auctioned off for the children's health foundation it's something that both rob and i believe in and like i said i've been working with them for six years now so it's just a no-brainer and and believe it or not it made action figure adventure even more fun knowing that each choice that i made was going to impact these kids so it wasn't just me and you know what was going to look good on my shelves it was you know okay is this piece going to get us top dollar kind of thing absolutely and that that weighed heavily as far as the course of the series and once again it is action figure adventure we're going to go ahead and provide a link in the description how you can get a copy and order your copy today of Action Figure Adventure Season 1, which leads me into a possible Season 2. And I know you and Rob are in the planning stages of that. 
I mean, where you talked about how you were hesitant to go back into the world of Quest with a sequel at this time. But it seems like you're more apt to go in and dive into a sequel or a season two of Action Figure Adventure. Action figures are so are so broad, and, and they just span decades, much like video games. However, when you focus on a, a particular system, Rob and I have always believed you can't compare the NES with anything else. There, there's nothing like it, and I don't think anything personally would really live up to that. So we have to change the formula of Nintendo Quest a bit to do that. I'm not a, I'm not opposed to doing another console or a decade or something, but. It's pretty hard to follow up the NES, where if we did Action Figure Adventure and it was just G.I. Joe, do you know what I mean? It would be along the same lines. But because we're kind of, I'm, I'm interested in all lines, so it makes it really exciting. Yeah, we're we're planning season two where uh, we just sent out, uh, Rob sent out a little questionnaire on like, you know, what, what did you want to see for season two? What, what did you like? What did you not like? So that's really great. And, and, and the, the fan base for Action Figure Adventure is just, Man, there's guys making fan pages for us and stuff like that, and it's it's really 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 cool, man. And it's um it's a really awesome community to uh, be a part of. And if you have thoughts out there on what you'd like to see in season two, again, like Jay said, there is a Google Doc that Rob and Jay posted on their social media, and actually, I will also find some space for a link for that as well in the description if you're catching this on a podcast outlet. So if you can go ahead and please support. Jay and Rob, and share your thoughts on what you'd like to see for Action Figure Adventure in Season 2. And you can follow them on social media. Rob McCallum on, on Facebook, Jay Bartlett on Facebook, Jay Bartlett all over the place, Jay Bartlett on YouTube, like I was saying, his awesome new YouTube channel, which has really grown by leaps and bounds in the past year. And that's something I also want to ask you before we go ahead and touch on the Star Wars thing, my friend, is your success on YouTube, which is I've seen the presentations that you offered sort of from where you started and where you're at now and the presentation on not just the toys that you're selecting, because there's a varied amount of toys. It's not just, okay, it's Jay. It's going to be all star Wars week after week. No, you're providing the consumers and the viewers out there, a wide variance of different products and action figures out there. I really wanted to learn how to do all this stuff by myself. Rob's a really busy guy. And to be quite honest, I just wanted to do something on my own. I wanted to make it mine. I wanted to have complete control over everything. So I taught myself how to edit with Adobe, taught myself sound, I taught myself lighting. Rob was there to, to help, of course, absolutely, because he's a professional. Uh, so I learned all this stuff. And you can see a difference, obviously, from my first few videos, as you know, that, that happens to what I do now. The production value is quite a bit different. But it's been a really, really fun journey, man. And and like I said, I love all toy lines. So while I'm known for Star Wars, that's kind of been the constant. There's there's lots of other stuff, too, that I, I love to explore. And uh, it's just been a ton of fun uh, making your own videos and just sharing that with the world. Has there been a particular favorite? Because I know you've touched on, again, a wide variance of pop culture IPs that a lot of people have been really interested in. I think that's one of the reasons why you're getting so popular on youtube is the fact that you're not just touching on one or two familiar ips you're actually going out and expanding beyond that to go ahead and reach out to a lot of different ips and showcase those action figures from it like i said uh you know my mom raised me well she literally introduced me to everything and the 80s was such a wonderful time for 
action figures and cartoons. It was just ridiculous how many great series there were. So I got to play with most of this stuff. So they all have a place in my heart. I couldn't just pick one line over the other. I, I love all of them. So I think it's important for me to represent all of them. I have a, a pretty big knowledge on all that stuff. So just to do Star Wars, I thought about that. And as much as I love Star Wars, it's like, ah, uh, I don't want to limit it, right? So then I'll only get a certain fan base. I kind of wanted to do something so everyone would kind of have a little bit of something to watch. Well, that's awesome indeed. Once again, you can check out his channel, Jay Bartlett, right there for you. Is there also any other social media before we go ahead and I hit you up with that Star Wars question? Yeah. Uh, how can people get a hold of you or how can people make suggestions on action figures or any type of questions that they have for you? It's really easy for me. It's just Jay Bartlett, uh, my YouTube and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't have any crazy name like Rob McZob does. I'm just Jay Bartlett. <laughs> so you can reach out to me. I, I try my best to answer everyone. I, I get to all the questions when I can for sure. But if you guys just want to talk toys or video games or Star Wars, whatever, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you guys. Absolutely, because he's becoming a YouTube sensation. So it's awesome to see his success indeed. But before we head on out, my friend, it is Star Wars. It's the first thing I knew you were infatuated with. And probably the last thing I will know that you're infatuated with is Star Wars. And we've had many a discussion over the years over all the TV, over all the films. But I want to go ahead and talk about the future for the Star Wars brand. Sure. I mean, I know the future is going to be much brighter than what we saw, again, with the sequel trilogy you and I, again, went back and forth on this, and it did not end. I, I don't think anybody can sell me that the Rise of the Skywalker was the way that that whole nine-story arc should end. But the future looks so much brighter, again, with the success of The Mandalorian. And that's been such a tremendous, tremendous gift to us all at Disney+. Plus. The second season primarily was week in and week out. It was captivating. There's so many great shows that are being expounded upon because of the success of The Mandalorian. So the TV side looks like it's set for quite some time. I mean, you've got up to 10 series that are on the way for Star Wars. I want to ask you about the films before we head on out. And the films, are, I think, what with Patty Jenkins, Taika Waititi, Rian Johnson's name is still thrown in there from time to time. The Game of Thrones writers are th still thrown in there from time to time. And then we hear Kevin Feige producing something from the Star Wars universe so I want to hear your thoughts on how Star Wars, if you're in right now Lucasfilm's offices, if you're right there planning ahead at, for the, the future for the Star Wars series, how would you start it first? Because right now it's on, I guess, three years from now or two years from now is the next Star Wars film. I forgot. I thought it was 2023. Okay. I think I don't quote I think you that. are correct. Yeah, I think it's I think it's two years from now. I think that's yeah. what it was. The biggest thing that I would say is stay away from everything that we know. As much as I loved the sequel trilogy for that, at least the first two, you gotta let go of Vader and Luke and all that stuff we know and just do something completely different. That galaxy is so big, and yet they just stay in this little tiny Got to go to Tatooine. You have to go to, you know, it's just like, no, you don't. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You don't have to have a Wookiee in there. Just show us new aliens. And I think the more they can get away from the core story of the Skywalkers, the better. I agree with you on that. I mean, it's just something that you want to go ahead and make a new adventure for a new generation of people watching. And you want to try and sell the five and 10 year olds right now on star wars as you and i were captivated so many years ago like you said we're in that same age group 
obviously captivating us still is a, is a great thing to do, but they have to captivate the younger audiences. And I think with these recent films in the past, what, 20 years, ever since the 90s, where I know you're a very big fan of the prequels, but I wanted to say that maybe that they have not been able to gain as much interest from the fan base and the fan base has gotten older and older primarily. So you, what you want to do, if you're Disney, you want to not only connect with the audience that you have now, but hopefully the audience that you have going forward. hundred percent. Yep. And uh, another piece of advice, because I know they're listening would be keep your writing team the same. That was the biggest mistake seven, eight, nine did was, you know, someone created this great world. The other guy knocked it down and then the same guy had to clean up and pick up everything again. And that's really apparent in The Rise of Skywalker. If anyone is going to be the successor to Lucas, it'll be Dave Filoni and John Favreau. You can tell they love Star Wars, and we need more writers like them that actually have a passion. There you go. And then also, like I said, with outstanding directors such as Taika Waititi, Patty Jenkins, mm. and then you have Kevin Feige wanting to get in the mix. You have all this heavyweight providers of entertainment that want to go ahead and make new star wars stories so i'm looking forward to seeing that starting in 2023 when a new star wars comes onto the big screen it's gonna be great it's gonna be great but my friend it's been great chatting with you you know i had to stick star wars in there somewhere but again <laughs> it is jay bartlett the target for rob mccallum's arrows on a lot of projects including action figure adventure nintendo quest and a whole bunch more plus I know they've got projects on the way, including a live show that they do, the Robin J. Tour Show. They're going to go ahead and hopefully be able to make that a series coming up in the not-too-distant future. Plus, you have got Season 2, which they're talking about, which you can provide input on that today. But, Jay, of course, just continued success. I mean, my gosh, you've got so much on your plate. You're becoming another Rob McCallum. Am I? Oh, God, don't tell him that. Don't tell oh. me that. <laughs> I'm just extremely, extremely happy for you and your success and for Rob's as well. Want to go ahead and make sure that's put out there. You're such a good buddy and you know I love doing your show. But again, it's Jay Bartlett. Please check out his YouTube channel. Also as well, all the things that he's doing, including Action Figure Adventure Season 1, which you can get on DVD and Blu-ray. Also as well, Nintendo Quest, which you can still get on DVD and Blu-ray and so much more. It is Jay Barlett. Check out all the things that he's doing today and his social media as well. Jay, it's been so great having you back on, and I look forward to bringing you back on again right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you need your video game fix, be sure to check out Retro City Games. Located in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada, Retro City Games has the cure for all your video game vices. Retro games and games for current consoles, Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, Xbox, and more. Retro City Games has all the staples from any library and some highly collectible offerings too. So pick up a few games today at Retro City Games in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada. Retro City Games is your video game metropolis. And we're back with the PCC Multiverse. Want to thank so much Jay Bartlett from Action Figure Adventure. Please, you can go now if you're interested and you want to go ahead and check out the entire season. It's now available on Blu-ray and DVD. You just want to head over to BigBadToyStore.com and you can pre-order it today because it's coming out this year as far as onto Blu-ray and DVD. So please check out BigBadToyStore.com today so you can go ahead and pre-order Action Figure Adventure Season 1. 
And hopefully, if all goes well, and I'm putting the link in this episode description, if you're listening to this on a podcast, what you would like to see in season two. Hopefully my Roblox stocked as well, so I can pre-order that. Yeah, there you go. There you go, indeed, my friend. Roblox all the way. But before we head on out, my friend, I do want to give a shout out to our listeners in Brazil who make us one of the most listened to entertainment programs in Brazil. So I cannot thank you enough for doing that. Also as well, Pandora has been huge for the pop culture cosmos. So I cannot thank you enough if you listen to us on Pandora and also every other podcast outlet as well. But before we head on out, my friend, that CBS song, because it's that time again. It's actually, for me as a sports fan, a really great time. I love this weekend because it's the NCAA men's basketball tournament. It's going to be so exciting for me because these are the four days of heaven for me because it's wall-to-wall-to-wall-to-wall-to-wall basketball. Just excitement galore. I love seeing it. The upsets, the Cinderella stories, the favorites going on there. You know, I've already did my tournament bracket all the way to the championship game and who's going to win. And I know by the end of the first day, it's already going to be up in flames. And I always post a nice gift when I do. And it's going to be so funny when that goes in the garbage dumpster. But I want to hear your thoughts on this, my friend. With the final four, there's also pop culture. And final four for pop culture is something that would be great as far as four standout IPs. So if you had a final four of pop culture intellectual properties that you think have to be the ones that people need to check out. What is that final four? All right, final four, let's go. So hopefully I don't travel or double dribble. There you go. Here we go. Turnover. I know, right? And one. (laughs) Airball. An IP that always shines through, I don't care how many generations it goes through, is NBA Jam. It can be brought back out in a retro arcade cabinet. It can be in the original arcade cabinet. It can be on a Sega Genesis. It doesn't matter where you're playing it at. That game will always bring up nostalgia, and it always rings true as one of the greatest basketball games that ever existed, even though it was never meant to be a serious basketball game because obviously it never was serious. Bill Clinton's head can't get huge and, you know, he can't jump from half court and slam dunk a basketball. I know he was president, but come on, his powers only go so far. Another great IP for me that's back. I'm going back in the days. It's hard to say, you know, but I'm doing it. But Pulp Fiction, a great pop culture IP from movie fandom for me. Samuel L. Jackson, when he's having his little speech with <laughs> in that apartment. The righteous well, man. That's the, the one. Man. Path of the righteous man. Yes. What else you got, my friend? And then, of course, it wouldn't be me if it wasn't video game related. Final Fantasy VII. People are going to hate me for it. I know they are. They're going to go, oh, really? That. But think about it. The original sought after. Everyone fell in love with it. And as much as this is going to pain me, but love to say the Fast and the Furious franchise has been a pop culture phenomenon until recent. I mean, I can't say Hobbs and Shaw and all that fun stuff was good. But if you go back to the early days when they were trying to establish themselves, the movies were not bad. And for me, I live my life a quarter mile at the time. I didn't say the lines were good. I said the movies weren't bad. Okay. Family, family, family. 
But for me, it was about the cars. It's always about the cars. Yes. To me, that's what the movies should be about. It's not about the people that are driving them. It's about the cars that they're driving. Well, I'll tell you what, that's a great for IPs. For me, it kind of gets really basic, major IPs for me that you need to take care of. So a final four in IPs would be for me, Star Wars. That's for obvious reasons, because there wouldn't be pop culture without Star Wars. I'm thoroughly convinced that pop culture really became pop culture in 1977 with Star Wars. Of course, you cannot talk pop culture without Marvel. Everybody in the industry looks towards what Marvel is doing, especially now, of course, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. DC, I'm now going to slide in there, and I think you have to, not only because of the fact that they were the first standout comic book entity, the Joker was a tremendous success for them. They have a lot of TV shows now that are coming to HBO Max. And of course, they've got the tons of shows that they've got on the CW. But with the Justice League and Zack Snyder's re-envisioning of how it should have taken place, now that it's out and about that his true vision of what Justice League can be, we now see the DC Universe in a totally new light. Of course, you have the success of Aquaman. Of course, you have the success of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 84, while not a critical success, was a big success in getting subscribers for HBO Max. So the future for the DC Universe looks very strong as well. And then a fourth one I think was hard for me because I have an affinity for The Lord of the Rings. You know I named two daughters after characters within that universe. And I would have loved to tell you Lord of the Rings would have been my number one choice. But since the Hobbit movies came out, they really haven't stayed relevant. And I know that will change once the Amazon series comes out. And I'm hoping that will just explode the universe back up again. But right now, I can't say it's the Hunger Games. I can't say it's Fast and Furious. But I'd have to say, as much as I'm not a huge fan of it, I'd have to go ahead and pay homage to Harry Potter. Potter as being number four on my list on the final four of pop culture. So... That's my list. Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and Harry Potter. And of course, you heard Jim. Wizard Harry. No, Wizard Harry. Stop right now. But you know what? I want to hear your thoughts out there on your final four in pop culture. We want to know what IPs move you so much that they're your favorites in all of pop culture. So we want to hear your thoughts on your final four for pop culture at popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. I cannot thank you enough for stopping by. Please check out not only his son, Dark Tales with two Zs on Twitch, but also as well, Degenerate 2018 on Twitch. But any last thoughts on the way out? Look for a stream tonight. Maybe we'll hear more thoughts then. Uh, absolutely. We'd love to hear that. I know you need to go ahead and get even more thoughts on the Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier. But most importantly, my friend, after... So many years knowing you, almost a decade now. But before we head on out, my friend, I'm hoping to hear more and see more of you in the future. Again, I know you're always busy, but you know you're always welcome back here at part of what you created at Game Source, and of course, right here at Pop Culture Cosmos. Well, it's my pleasure to be here, and you know I'm I'm available when I can be. And I don't know, you want to hear more of my thoughts about it? What's going on this weekend? You have sounds like you have a Monday show. Absolutely, we're going to be live at PodVCom. On Sunday, on Sunday at, yeah. at 3 p.m. Eastern, but you will hear it on the Pop Culture Cosmos networks and, of course, around the world on radio and everywhere you get your podcast. That will be replayed on Monday as part of the Pop Culture Cosmos. Very nice. 
Plus, I will have quick bikes of the Falcon and Winter Soldier and Justice League on top of that. So we got to fill up the whole hour, man. So there's still an extra 15 minutes that we got to go ahead and fill up with a whole bunch of great guests. So if you got any thoughts on it, you can actually be on our Monday show. If you can fit any time in there on Sunday, I'm yours, sir. Once again, it is Jamie Monroy, Degenerate2018 on Twitch. Please catch him today. And also his son, Dark Tales, on Twitch as well. But for Jamie Monroy, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC multiverse. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day.